from the Bibbs Music Room. I'm your host, Bibbs, and here we're going to talk about music, inspiration, life, and everything in between. Now, here we go in three, two, one. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Today, we're joined with Chris. Hello, Chris. Hey, how you doing? All right. You want to give us a little intro on who you are and a little bit about your musical journey? Uh, sure thing. Uh, well, I was. Uh, my name is Chris. I go by Chris, Chris Nunes. Uh, music journey started since I was a little kid. I remember my stepfather put me onto like Bob Marley, and like ever since I've been like chasing like different type of music because like I'm from the Dominican Republic and we don't listen to a lot of variety. For some reason, he comes from a part of the country that. They listened to a lot of Bob Marley for some reason, <laughs> and I always remember like listening to him, uh, just play the songs, and I was like, "Damn, this is different, different than anything else I've ever heard." Uh, let's go forward to when I was 13. My friend in high school, he came uh, one day and just said, um, "Can you like listen to this band?" It was Linkin Park, and I was like, "Okay, I'll give it a listen." And I just like back then it was like. You could like do things blindly, so I just downloaded two songs without ever listening to them, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is like great!" Like I don't know what this is, I don't know what this is all about. And then I started like listening to Linkin Park, and for the people of my generation in the Dominican Republic that listen to rock music, Linkin Park was probably the like the gate, like the uh, I don't know how to call it, like the gateway into rock music. So that was when I was thirteen. At age fourteen, I begged my mom for a guitar. I was like just begging her because like and my mom, I don't know what got into her. <laughs> I was always getting into like all type of like hobbies and whatnot, like drawing, doing origami and like different type of stuff. But, like now you actually have to buy equipment for like mm-hmm. w- for like the hobby that I'm trying to like get into. And like that was guitar. My 14th birthday rolled around and like she came with a guitar. and I was like surprised. She probably was like, <laughs> like, I guess he's just going to put it in the corners and I. It's going to collect dust for the next <laughs> couple of years. But not like I never put it down. Uh, well, I did put it down for like a couple of months when I was graduating. But like, yeah, like never for like extended period of time. And been playing ever since. Uh, that was like 11 years ago. Uh, initially, it was just a hobby. Uh, I got really, really, really into Nirvana. And their songs are pretty easy to play. So I was like, yeah, just, I'm just going to le- learn a bunch of songs. and just keep playing them with my friends and whatnot. And uh, when I was 17, three years into, like, my guitar journey, I was like, I should, like, start making music. Uh, I got into this one band that was, like, it was the first band that made me feel like music was, like, something I could do or, like, something that meant something. Because, like, I was into music, but, like, you ever like hear like uh listen to those interviews and be like oh this band saved my life or whatever like yeah. i could never understand that it was so <laughs> funny like I, I mean music is cool but like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. until i got into that band i was like holy shit like i finally understand what these guys are talking about and i was like i should like try to get into music and like write songs and like since age 17 i've never stopped i'm not a singer even though like i write a lot of lyrics but I write like complete songs, but I'm not a singer. I'm just more of like a guitar player. Mm-hmm. And here we are, 2020. What a year for everybody, right? <laughs> uh, I moved into the United States and 
part of that time, like a year and a half, like was just me getting situated in here. Mm-hmm. And like now I'm trying to like just to see like what the music scene, like what the music scene is here and see how like I can like, you know, get into it mm-hmm. finally. Yeah. So when you when you moved here, was there something specific that like brought you to this area like specifically? Um, my dad lives here. He's okay. been living here for like ten years. So, uh, so when I'm when I moved when I moved to the United States, he just came live with him. Yeah. So you moved like during 2020, like peak COVID? No, 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 no. The oh. end. Uh, gotcha. December. It was December. Okay. Yeah. So. But still. But yeah. Yeah. Still Traveling was. Yeah. It was weird getting here and then everything shuts down yeah. like a couple months after. Yeah, I know. And like the plane was empty. Like people were like yeah. sleeping on the like just taking like the full row and just sleeping on them and on, on the oh, plane. Yeah. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's different. Yeah. But you mentioned Lincoln Park. He's like number one Lincoln Park fan. <laughs> yeah, so, they're, they're, uh, <laughs> like, they're like my overall <laughs> favorite fan. I actually um, I have some tattooed my arms. Oh, shit. Band, yeah. The, the intro piano notes for In the End. Oh, Hell yeah. They're like the band that got me into music as well, so. Yeah, like, uh, I don't I don't know if I can say, like, it was specifically, what specifically was about Linkin Park. I just, like, vibed instantly with, like, distorted guitar. It was just like, mm-hmm. oh, holy shit, what's this sound? And <laughs> it just grabbed me. Mm-hmm. I'm not too familiar with, like, Dominican music, but, like, do, is Linkin Park, like, very different than what you would typically hear on Dude. the radio or whatever? It's like a total 180. Oh, really? Uh, Latin music is uh, a lot of, uh, you know, salsa and mm-hmm. merengue or bachata. And even though it's great, like, it's, it's like uh, a lot of people from outside be like, oh, my God, like, you come from such a, like, a cultural place. And it's like, yeah, it's great, but I grew up on it. So it's like it doesn't seem that special to me, yeah. mm-hmm. especially at the age of, like, 13, which is, like, the age where you're supposed to hate what everybody else is doing just be- just for the sake of it mm-hmm. not for anything in particular so like i was like yeah i'm just gonna rock with this and mm-hmm. never stopped so then was, was rock music and like when you asked for that guitar was that kind of like a rebellion almost or like seen as kind of like i don't know like what we consider a phase here with like our emo scene Ah, uh, no, it wasn't seen like a phase. Well, first of all, my mom didn't get me an electrical guitar, mm-hmm. which it was what I wanted, but not what I got. <laughs> she <laughs> just got me like an acoustic. Uh. So it's like, yeah, like, and uh, you can play Latin music with like uh, classical guitar, or, like yeah. acoustic guitar. So it's like, I don't know if she like had those intentions or not, but like, or if she just didn't want to get me like, you know, a guitar and an amp and like a pedal yeah. board or whatever. And, yeah, she just got me that, and I was, like, playing, like, Nirvana songs, like, with an acoustic guitar, which they transfer, like, really good, but not that good. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my head, I was just playing, like, I was just playing, just, like, you know, shredding solos, and but, yeah, no, it wasn't that great. <laughs> no. So, how did you, you got your guitar, but then how did you actually start learning? Uh, I picked up a couple of things from friends. I had a friend uh, in high school that he played the guitar. He had like uh, had been playing for like a couple of years, and he taught me "Smoke on the Water," which is <laughs> like apparently what every guitar player learns for the first time. "Smoke on the Water." It was I played it horribly on like the sixth string instead of like playing it on the D and G, <laughs> which is like how it's played. Uh, and yeah, I learned that one, and then I learned "Come as You Are" by Nirvana. Is easy song. Another like 
beginner song and mm-hmm. yeah those were like uh playing with friends picking up what i could and then internet oh yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh, pretty much like w- when you mentioned how like you pri- uh, pri- your mom probably thought it would like collect dust for a while that's how mine was like i got an acoustic guitar and my brother plays guitar he's played like his whole life and so he's always tried to teach me but i was like my fingers can't do this i cannot do this and so I got my own guitar, and then I was like, I'm not going to be able to play it, let it collect dust. And then I was like, maybe I should, like, actually try. And then after, I, I dusted it off, and then I was able to learn a few songs on online. But so then after you had your acoustic, what was your first electric guitar? Was that a big moment when you got one? <laughs> I, I got it at 18, and I... I had already been playing for four years, so I could, like, play a couple things. But, like, I, I remember not playing, just getting it, plugging in it, just strumming, just <laughs> n- not even making chords. It's like I would just want to hear it sound. I just want to hear it ring. It was just playing it. It was, like, great. And I love that guitar to this day. <laughs> yeah. It's not a it's not a very expensive guitar. I had it. I, I could bought it with my the money with my first job I got. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, like, what, like? 75 bucks or some shit like that (laughs) but yeah i love it to this day it plays it plays not great but good enough Mm -hmm. yeah and so you said uh some of your friends kind of taught you some stuff is there was there a big like music scene with the stuff you wanted to play growing up uh so the dominican republic is a lot is like isolated from like what i what would you consider american culture so like movies and like music and stuff like that is like a different thing from like what you see in your day to day. Doesn't mean that doesn't exist. The town that I went to high school with had a big skater scene and like that just like blends in. So it's like skaters, hip hop, rock. It's just everything is in there. So like the, the, the place that I went to high school at just had a lot of people that were into that kind of music and just like pretty much rubbed off gotcha. so you said with uh with your school there's a big like skater scene yeah so over here there's like a whole like with a lot of skater like people like the big music genres they kind of stick with is skate punk yeah was it like a, like was it the same genre that they kind of stuck with or was it like their own like kind of version of skater music well it, it was like the way i can put it is like they knew sort of <laughs> kind of like what they were supposed to be doing, right? But not quite. So it was like everything rock. There was skate rock, but not limited to. Mm-hmm. It was everything rock that you could get your hands on. It okay. was it was good to go, yeah. But was it primarily like American bands you would listen to? Or are there any like Dominican bands trying to play rock music? Uh, when I was growing up, no. Uh, there's like one or two. And I can probably not list them, but like right now there's like a pretty cool music scene developing over there it's like really really cool a lot of new bands and i would assume it is because like the kids my age like were the kids that started like listening to new stuff Mm -hmm. and like trying to do new stuff so that's that's why like kids my age now are like the ones making bands and like doing live shows and shit like that yeah that's interesting because i feel like here growing up like you pick what genre you like you know so it's interesting, like, uh, you know, we have, like, such vast 
like from country to like pop to metal, you know, you just pick what you listen to. Uh, but it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, like in Dominican Republic, like you have like Latin music. Yeah. Is that primarily yeah. like what people listen to or are there like a lot of genres? There's like a lot of genres and like, don't get me wrong, like the big names that are like famous all over the world are just famous all over the world mm-hmm. for a reason, right? So like you get your like, I remember like people listening to Michael Jackson a lot because like he's Michael Jackson, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like stuff like that, the, like the big names, yeah. people listen to them. Mm-hmm. But on a daily basis, it's just like uh, Dominican stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. people listen to Dominican stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember what your first concert was? My was first concert. Ah. Over there, I don't remember. They, they might have been, but I don't remember over there. Yeah. No. Well, it seems like. Th- is there a lot of just like live music? Oh yeah, live yeah. music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of live music mm-hmm. going on, like pretty much every weekend. Uh, the DR is <laughs> is famous for like being a party country. So like yeah. every single time you have like a day off or a weekend, there's something going on somewhere. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Have you ever played live over there? Over there, I was, I started to go to college there, but I didn't finish because uh, I had to move here. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was in a, in a college band. It was interesting. I never played live, but like the rehearsals were like in an open space and like some people would just like gather, but I never like had a show. And then I made, like I remember like the first money and probably the only money that I've made off of music was like, this one kid in high school, he came to my house at one time and like he had broken up with this girl. It was like, dude, like <laughs> I just got a winner back. Like, <laughs> can you play guitar? And I sing and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, dude, whatever. Like I just wanted to get out of the house. And yeah, we sing a couple of songs. Well, he sang. Yeah. I just played the guitar. I remember like learning because it wasn't music that I play, it was just like some pop thing. Mm-hmm. And I learned the songs in like a couple of minutes before we went there. And I made like twenty bucks off of that kid. <laughs> yeah, that was like I was like what, sixteen maybe. <laughs> that could be that could be a good career, just you know, yeah, just offering serenading yeah. services, living off of a heartbreak, right? Yeah. <laughs> so after you came over here, you said there's like a pro- like a little project that you kind of have going on over here, uh, like one of your friends or something, right? I don't want to say it's a project. I don't want to oversell it. It's just like. I have this one friend. I met him in high school in my last two years of high school. He ended up moving to New York. He lives there. He wants to move here, actually. Uh, but he started learning the guitar after I met him. Not because of me. Just, like, happened, you know, because things happen. And uh, he's been, like, every time I, like, like a band or something, I just send it to him. And, like, every time, like, I play something or write something new, I just send it to him. Like, he is literally, like, I don't even know how to put it, but it's just, like, you know how there's like music duos, right? Like mm-hmm. he's my guy. Like every every time I like have anything musical going on, I just go with, I just go to him. Yeah. So I, I would say like, I started playing the guitar like a couple years before him, but like he is really really good, and he had some like uh, formal training and whatnot, and like now he's like into piano and like yeah, he's just a cool dude, and whenever I'm going to eventually release something he's gonna be in it like yeah 100 percent. yeah so you said like you work together with them do you guys both kind of have like the same influences or did he kind of like split and like kind of discover other music 
that was different from what you were listening to at that time? Mm, not really. We pretty much have like uh, 85, 90% of the same influences. Okay. Everything I like, I can blindly just send it to him and I know he'll like it. We have the okay. same music taste in that regard, which is like frightening because like, he plays guitar, I play guitar, we have the same influences. This is going to be just redundant. Mm-hmm. But, like, him having, like, uh, him having, like, studied the guitar and me being, like, just self-taught, quote-unquote, nobody self-taught, but, like, self-taught, uh, we play the guitar differently. So I'm glad that we were not just playing the same things over and over. Yeah. So, you, like, that, like allows you to work well with him right yeah yeah okay uh i i love the way he thinks i like i can send him like a guitar part and because we play guitar we kind of play bass too but not really we just like try to but like he is like he's a better bass player than me like 100 percent. and like i send him a guitar part he sends like the same part back but like with bass added on it was like it's great yeah i can work perfectly with him have you ever like like met up with or jammed with like any other people other than that one guy uh, yeah, people from from the school, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just people from the school, which, uh, you know, you just work with what you're given. Uh, some of them were not. They were good players, but just not on the same uh orbit, like not the same, not trying to do the same kind of stuff. And I always did, um, uh, everything. Like, if you want me to play pop, I probably would, just for the sake of playing with other people, because I mm-hmm. love playing with other people. Uh, but like there were some like hard headed people that didn't want to play nothing that they weren't into, you know what I'm saying? So it was like I know some Yeah. <laughs> I just just for the sake of playing, I will play even if I hate it. <laughs> and I I'm, I'm the same way. <laughs> even if I hate it, and the thing is that you can hate a song, but playing is so so much fun that it, like you forget that you hate the song for the <laughs> moment that you're playing the song and yeah. then like like damn I just fucking played that song. <laughs> they said uh Nirvana and rock music is has a big influence to you. Have you expanded into just like listening to all the other genres? And are there you talked about like even playing music you hate, you still enjoy it. But are there any genres like in my instance metal that I do not want to listen to? Or like, <laughs> do you have any other favorites or other genres that you pretty much stay away from? This is going to be like, uh, everybody hates country. <laughs> I don't hate country. I just, this is one of those things that I never played it for whatever reason. Yeah. I just never came across it. And like, now it's kind of a, like a meme. <laughs> but I don't play country, not because I don't like it necessarily. It's just that I don't listen to it. And sometimes I'm listening to music and you like hear a drum pattern or like a strumming, like a strumming pattern. And you're just like, that sounds kind of country-ish. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I try not to close my like my mind to anything but yeah i i don't know i don't think there's anything that i wouldn't play if i can play it it's just for the sake of having fun yeah Yeah. so you started on acoustic guitar do you prefer electric though yeah 100 percent. i never learned like uh uh acoustic techniques like uh you know how people do like the finger picking and whatnot and like the, the the style of flamenco i never that because yeah. I, I was never into that music yeah. and i just straight up played with a pick and pretending it was an, elec- an electric guitar until i could get my hands on one <laughs> and then i just never went back i have one mm-hmm. and i i like i play it but i 
play rock acoustic guitar, which is not the same. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's not as detail oriented like as flamenco or what, like yeah. those styles of music. Yeah. So um, you said it was your dad that played a lot of like Bob Marley and stuff for you. Yeah. Were your parents like ever like musically involved, or was it they just kind of showed you music, and then you kind of just took it from there? Not at all. They weren't. They weren't involved at all. Like <laughs> they, that was just the only one artist that I can that I can say like my dad put me onto. Okay. This is the one artist, but like they were not. I don't come from like um, music household, and uh, I kind of had to figure it out by myself. Mm-hmm. Sort of, but it was fine. It was alright. My mom is like su- super supportive. She just wanted me to be whatever I wanted to be. So she was like, "Yeah, great music, whatever." <laughs> Have you ever tried to like get them onto the music that you listen to? Nah, they won't. They won't. <laughs> <laughs> they won't. They just refuse. To, like, no, not for me. Like, no. if you like it, it's fine. I like that you like it, but nah, it's not for yeah. me. No. That's funny. So coming here. uh have you seen a lot of live music here or any concerts here yes. so far? Yes. And I had the privilege of uh, seeing live one of my favorite bands ever that I never thought I was going to because they were like broken up and then they came up with an album last year and I I had the privilege to watch, see them play live. It was the Mars Volta. I love that band. Like mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite bands. Like They're very good. Yeah. Like I can't put it into words like how much i love that band and it's kind of stupid because like if people that don't know the mars volta hear you talking about the mars volta like that they would be like oh let me listen to it and then they're totally thrown off <laughs> because it's super crazy music it's just like a lot of stuff going on is some some people can find it off putting but yeah i saw that band and then i've i've been to a lot of local shows um uh, two weeks ago i was uh at a show they i can't remember the bands i'm so bad at this but i know there was uh wipes that's a local band i don't know if okay, you know, I them. know, them. I know them. yeah and they were playing with uh another band and then another band that i can't remember the name but the one band th- they're canadian i know that their name their name is tunic i was at that show okay. like two weeks ago yeah it was great it was a tuesday it was like weird but it was a great show nonetheless it was funny watching them like I don't know if that was like a, a gag or like a something that they go with like uh but they were like dressed up in like button up shirts and whatnot as like yeah. playing hardcore music. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. So um with the Mars Volta, did you end up getting like um into them because it was like other stuff you listen to or because they have like the more Latin roots? I know they do have some Latin roots. Yeah, yes. Uh the the Mars Volta is pretty much a duo. They have a lot of members, but they're just like for the recording of the album or the tour. The members members are two guys, which uh, Omar Rodriguez, which is he's Puerto Rican and Cedric, who is uh, he's American, but his dad is Mexican and they make rock music and it, they're singing in English and then they switch to Spanish. It's really cool. And uh, no, I when I got into them, I got into them because my other favorite band i have like five favorite bands i can't pick (laughs) one of my other favorite bands is the red hot chili peppers and the guitar player for the red hot chili peppers was like uh they recorded music together so he's in a lot of their albums and like flea played bass in like the first album so it's like through interviews they were talking about the mars volta i was like that's a funky name (laughs) like who are these people and i just got into them Mm -hmm. yeah seems like you 
guys have a lot of the same music interests. Yeah. We love Third Act Killer Hookers. Um. Have you ever um, gotten into uh like kind of like the stories from Mars Volta of like what they've gone through? Dude. <laughs> like, Dude. Like um. Like what was it? I think it was their singer like got into like Scientology or something. Yeah, bro. They like killed his dog. They killed his. Like, they after, killed his damn dog. After he like left. And uh, apparently he lived like right next to like the like the like church or whatever the place is. He lived like right next to it. Well, funny enough, like he's he said like uh, and I applaud him for that, for like uh, I think the Church of Scientology is like so fucked up but like <laughs> he gave them props like oh they got me off of weed <laughs> which i was like spending a lot of money on weed so like i gotta thank thank them for that but like yeah they like harassed them hardly and like killed his dog and not only that i think like his wife before she was his wife like they were like sexually assaulted her so like they were like in a legal battle like not that long ago yeah so like i think that was part of like what made him quit music sort of sort of speak but like yeah they're back on track. They're playing. They're on tour right now. It's great. I hope to see them again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, like, digging into a lot of, like, these, like, band stories that are, like, have nothing to do with music, just, like, their personal lives. So, like, they, a lot of times they do, like, really interesting, like, things. Like, you wouldn't think, like, oh, this, like, progressive, like, Latin American, like, kind of, like, metal band is a part of the Church of Scientology. <laughs> yeah. You never think about that. But, like, there's other, like, bands that like do stuff like that where it's like so strange i think the church of scientology is one of the reasons why they broke up in 2013 because like the singer was like super into that and then the guitar player was like well fuck this and like playing with other bands not giving it priority so like they just started drifting apart but uh i i they were the band that got me into prog rock and i i just didn't know what it was i heard progress before and like uh with bands like uh dream theater and whatnot but like i never i just never listened to it for whatever reason until i got into that band it's like one of the best genres of music is super interesting to listen to yeah yeah um with like with like a lot of like progressive rock and stuff like i feel like like i feel like it's very different from a lot of other music but they still draw influences from so many different like Mm -hmm. other genres and stuff and Dream, I'm, I'm a super big fan of Dream Theater. Um, like, I think, uh, when was it? My 18th birthday, uh, I don't know how it happened, but my mom somehow got Mike Portnoy to re- record a video of himself. For what? <laughs> Yo, really? So, yeah, I, I have, like, a little, like, um, like my parents th- threw together, like, a little, like, a uh, birthday video for me. Right. It was, like, just all my friends, like, saying happy birthday. And at the end, like, at the end of the video, it was, like, Oh, special like celebrity appearance appearance, and it was <laughs> Mike Portnoy, and I was like, "How?" Like, you could get those. Like, there's a website where you could get any or oh, the cameo thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. That's funny. Like, like I thought it was something like that, but like yeah. at the same time, my mom is also mm-hmm. friends with um one of the personal photographers that tours with um. Metal Allegiance. That was like one of his like si- one of his like a million side projects that he has. Right. And um, so my mom's friend was like personal friends with him. Mm-hmm. So I was like maybe she did it that way, but like, I, I wasn't sure because she never really told me. That's great. Yeah, I've, I've never like had any type of interaction. So I would like 
with like somebody that I like that much, so I would like assume that that would be like that blew your mind a, a yeah. bit. <laughs> I don't think he he lives too far. I think he lives like maybe forty minutes from here. Like he lives really? like like pretty close. Damn! Like I never like, he, thought he of that. He does not live very far. Like there's a lot of people that like live locally that like you wouldn't think live yeah, locally. Yeah, a lot of people live here. Yeah, wow. like um, like just down the street, uh, there's the Andretti's. Do you know who those people are? Uh, no. They're uh, <laughs> like. They're Formula One race car drivers. Okay. And they're like, it's like a whole generation thing. Because like there's like the grandfather who's like, like the like huge name. He's like the best. And then there's like his son who's also like really good. And then his son who's also really good. I know. They, they all live like down the street. I know a lot of people are like a lot of artists, like artists and whatnot, are from PA. I don't know what it is about PA. It's so weird. Like, <laughs> it's like. Like you don't think about PA yeah. when you think about like yeah. at, like me as a foreigner like when you think about the United States you don't think about PA yeah. you think about New York and California yeah. maybe Florida yeah. Yeah. and th that's like, it yeah I lived in California for a hot minute and whenever I would mention that I was from Pennsylvania people would just like think it's like Lancaster you know like right. Amish country like, right either that or like that I live in Philly like those are the only two or Pittsburgh they're like do you live in Pittsburgh, uh, Philly, or like the Amish country? Like, eh, Lehigh Valley is none of those. <laughs> so before before you moved here, like, um, what was like your vision of like the U.S. like from what you knew through like music and stuff? Through music and TV, uh, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was just like uh, I thought it was just like the movies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like. Everybody has like their catchphrase and whatnot. And, like I just thought it was, and thinking back now, it's stupid. It's just like it's just people, you know what I'm saying? But like I just thought it was like everything was bigger than the world, you know what I'm saying? So I think uh, a lot of movies make it seem like it's like that, but people are just chill. People are just chilling. Yeah, I've, I've never like really heard like an outside perspective from like what what they think it's like here. Like, one of my friends is, uh, he's originally from Argentina. Right. But he moved at, like, a pretty young age, so, like, he never really had, like, a full view of like, right. what it was like over here, because he just kind of, like, grew up here. Right. But, um, there's yeah, it's really interesting, like, how, like, things, things can seem different in places, like. I don't have, I didn't have, like, that much, I didn't put a lot of thought into the United States other than, like, music and movies and whatnot. But moving here, I did start noticing like the differences like for example like going to to high school over there and like but watching tv was like okay the concept of a uh, of like a uh, uh what you call those of like a locker it was like so alien to me because like you, we don't have that like you you keep your books here like you don't take them home like how do you do homework <laughs> like that was like my thought but then like when i came here what i realized is like everything is a franchise I was like, damn, everything is a franchise. You don't have, like, in the yard, you have, like, a lot of mom-and-pop shops. Like, mm -hmm. that's mostly what you have versus, like, having, like, I don't know, if you having a problem with your car, you have, like, whatever, out of parts, and <laughs> you have a hundred of them. Yeah. So it's, like, that's one of the differences. That's one of the main differences. Have you seen, like, a, a difference with, like, interactions with people compared to, like, over there doing anything? Interactions with people? So far, if you... Online, just online, uh, 
show you a, like a crazy side of people for some reason but i've never had like a one-on-one like damn what's wrong with this person because like you have a lot of like negative connotation there is a lot of negative connotation about the united states online because like everything everybody seems like they're on edge and like ready to blow but it's like i never had a like interaction with that with somebody like that but like online i see it all the time so like i just it just makes you wonder i don't know like i don't know what it's like online at like in like other countries and stuff but mm-hmm. i feel like yeah like online like people like will switch like like that like right someone, like just talking to you because you say like one wrong thing and they're like having yeah. like, a screen match with you like over like nothing especially text i hate yeah. text i like when i was like 16 or 17 i stopped interacting at all with like people online uh i still use social media but like i don't comment or like i don't do anything at all because like text is so bland and lacks context and like words can be like mean something to you but the person doesn't receive it the same way and like Mm -hmm. you have a you're having like a you're mad at pixels which is crazy it's crazy it's just like this person doesn't give a damn about you and just like here just punching air like that just i just stopped i was like nah this is not healthy (laughs) have you ever like um just like not like big on like the whole like social media like texting or like that have you ever like tried diving into like the other things like tiktok and stuff like that where it's like kind of like it got like really really big and now people are like trying to hate on it uh well tiktok is funny because i to this day i haven't made an account but it doesn't matter anymore because like you have instagram reels and like Mm -hmm. youtube shorts and like I think that what you just described of like so something gets big and people start hate on, hating on it. I don't think it comes from hate necessarily. It's just like some people have the necessity of being cool for some reason. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, if I hate on this, I'm going to be different. And like, yeah. so I don't pay that much attention to it. Just like, I just know it's just people trying to be different. And it's, I think if you're like a teenager or young adult is healthy <laughs> you should be different or try to be different and find yourself but like at a point you realize like that person is reaching because like i was trying to be different when i was like a kid because mm-hmm. everybody does that that's i think that's healthy but at a point you're like okay you gotta chill out <laughs> i i don't know why people just straight up hate on something i don't know why what what do you gain from putting out negativity i don't know yeah i feel like a lot of times if people don't like something online they'll have to say something negative about it they can't just be like like okay i'll just like ignore it yeah they'll have to be like okay now i have to like i don't like that so i'll say something negative about that and then like the crazy thing is like they'll say something negative and then sometimes they'll forget about it and like 10 other people see that comment and they'll comment under that yeah and then like a bunch of people just start getting like arguing matches over like well let's talk about like music critics online right like you're a musician right like you put what a year of your soul into this project and you have the right to say like listen i don't like it for this 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 and that but like mm-hmm. like going out of your way and being like hey you know this thing that you just like put sweat blood and tears into it fucking sucks. <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Like, dude, like, why are you... Like, you can tell me why you don't like it. You don't have to be like that. <laughs> yeah. And I feel, yeah. I feel like that's one thing that, like, a lot of artists can run into. 
is like a lot of like the negative comments. Right. But there's people that like criticize it, but like not really in a negative way, just like regular like criticism, like oh like it could you could do this differently. Not necessarily them saying like it's bad, just you could try this differently. Mm-hmm. So then there's always gonna be like those people that are like this is like awful. That's like terrible for like all the stuff. It's like like why are you commenting that thing? Like, it's really just, like, an artist's perspective on, like, what they want to say. Yeah, and, like, outside music, I I tend to not like when people point out a problem without offering a solution. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you come at me and be like, hey, this thing that you did, you could have done this. It's like, damn, great. Maybe I could have, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, straight up, like, nah, this is garbage. Why not? It's just because it's garbage. <laughs> like, don't worry about yeah. it. It's just garbage. Do better. How can I do better? I don't know. Just fucking do better. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate it. Like, some 
like negative like comments or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like when I have received it, like I don't really ca- it doesn't really like phase me. Like I don't really care when people like say something negative. I'm just I just think of it like oh it's just another comment. So if anything good or bad, it's gonna help me overall. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if it's online, like yeah, like people numbers. read the stuff, but like to the Instagram like algorithm. It doesn't read the comments. It just says, "Oh, there's 20 comments." Doesn't care if it's good or bad. So overall, it was really helpful. Yeah, so right. That's, that's kind of how I, how I think about it. Yeah, the algorithm, right? The Almighty, right? Yeah. So uh, if it's <laughs> negative, I could ignore it. The algorithm doesn't care. So like, if it like if I got like 100 negative comments, I would just think of it like that's just going to boost my my views. Right. Yeah. As much as I hate social media, I do think it's good just for like advertising things and finding things like finding local shows or whatever like i feel like i would not be able to find like oh our friend is playing at this restaurant this time or right. this or that if it wasn't for social media so it is a uh, lesser of two evils i guess you kind of gotta get the good with the bad especially like coming um here, did you have? I know you have like your dad here and a few friends, but um, not having like everyone back home. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you use social media kind of to branch out, meet new people, right? Yes, I do, and also like I'm forced to like to keep in contact yeah. with some people. I have to do it. It's not like I hate it. It's just uh, I guess I everybody needs to learn how to navigate it. Yeah. Yeah, and I I use it for the same reasons you said, like. To get to like know what shows are happening, mm-hmm. and to be able to like know where the shows are happening yeah. and when, it's just like yeah, you have to at this point. Yeah. You have to. You don't go somewhere and just like oh here this band is playing somewhere. Yeah. Not nice. Nah, just social media, internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We gotta be an app. We gotta make an app that just like is just for local shows. That would be cool. Something like that. Yeah, because I still can't keep track of it all. But um, so you go to a lot of local shows, right? Like I do. Shows yeah. Everywhere. So, what are local shows like here compared to, like, back in the Dominican? Like, what would you compare, like, going to, like, a live show, like, back there and then around here? So, I think, like, here, people will give you a chance more. Uh, so, people support the, the kids that just, like, got together and, like, got together a couple of bands. It's like, okay, guys, we're throwing a show. And, like, people give those guys a chance. In the DR, if you don't have a name, you're probably just, like, background music at the event that you're at. Unless people really, really, really love you and, like, you're a really big name. And then people are there for you. I don't think, like, the the people that are, like, uh, just, like, trying to be kids, having fun, uh, those guys don't get a chance. (laughs) Yeah. So talked a little bit about that you write music uh-huh. you want to talk a bit about your process and the kind of stuff you write yes uh i write a lot of edgy stuff <laughs> it's just like i just i don't know it, it's easier to me it's easier for me to like write darker stuff and the way i do it is just i just grab my guitar and just start strumming and like if i strum for like 25 minutes I'll, I'm gonna have something like if you get into a room I'm of the mindset like 
if you get into a room and you just play your instrument with no thought, you're going to get something. Mm-hmm. After I have something, I'm like just building blocks. So like if I write an intro, then I write a verse. Unlike the guitar, right? I stop and I write words for it. And then I move on to the chorus and then I write words for it. And that's pretty much how I do it. It's just like start at the beginning and finish at the end. <laughs> it's just pretty linear. Yeah. You said you don't sing, but I feel like it's so hard to write words when you don't sing. I mean, I can sing it, but you're not going to catch me at a show singing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I can, I can sing for myself and for yeah. like people that I'm like, listen, I wrote this thing. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about it? But singing is interesting because it's just so natural to people. It's just like to me, singing is just like walking. It's just so natural to so many people yeah. versus like learning an instrument and like sitting there and like with the guitar with or with bass, like having blisters in your fucking fingertips versus like just like singing. And there's people that are born with that nat- like natural talent. So like I think like people are, are more drawn to it because of how human it is just to sing. Yeah. So I just I just don't think I'm <laughs> I'm that good at singing. Yeah, but I feel like writing lyrics is pretty difficult, at least in my experience. What is your process like with that? Or do the words just come to you? Words just come. Really? Words just come. And uh, I only chase words when something comes to me. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, shit, this is great. And I want to make this one thing the theme of the songs. And then yeah. I start, like, trying to, like, see what matches that and, like, go in a particular route. Yeah. And then sometimes it's just, like, words just line up and just, just present themselves. But lately... I kind of like got into writing a little bit, just not not writing lyrics, just like general writing, yeah. and uh, kind of to exercise that muscle. Because like people, songwriters always say like the first songs they write are like total garbage, mm-hmm. and like it's a muscle that you like train and like mm-hmm. you get better at. And like yeah, I'm better than I like when I first started those songs. I like I'm so glad that I lost that notebook and nobody will for the end of time will never see that uh so yeah i got into writing because i thought of uh of writing like a a concept album and i was like i should like learn how to write like a story and then i can like musicalize it and writing is just great i just i think i just discovered like another thing that i like writing is awesome (laughs) So when you write, so you play, like, mainly guitar, and you said, like, since you play guitar, you kind of play bass a little bit. Yeah, and I can just, like, uh, find my way, like, find myself, find my way around a keyboard, but I'm not a keyboard player at all. So when you write a song, do you think at all about, like, the percussive stuff, like drums and stuff like that? Sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes I don't, and just think, like, either I'll worry about that later, which sounds lazy, and I know I'm talking to you. A drummer being like, yeah, I'll worry about that later. But I just focus on that one thing. And in my mind, when I'm playing the song, like if I finish the song and I'm playing through it, in my head, I'm like, oh, here, a drum fill. You know, like, be great. But then I don't think about the drumming as a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just like in parts, like, yeah, an accent for this one thing. Yeah, that would be great. But not at all, because I can't, for the life of me, like, play drums. <laughs> 
him and y'all can Yeah, I, I can always, like, put a drum beat over stuff. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, dude, because, like, you think about drumming versus, like, uh, melodic instruments, and it's, I, I think, at least, without having ever played drums, that is, like, a total different realm. Do you play, like, uh, melodic instruments at all, like uh, guitar or bass or whatever? Um, so, with guitar, I can play. I really only know chords. Like, I can only do, like, scales and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, like, your basic, like, most basic scales, but, like, I don't get very technical with it. Mm-hmm. I'm mainly just chords. And with bass, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I just do, like, root notes, like, patterns and stuff like yeah. that. Um, with keys, I, I'm kind of clueless. I don't really know how to do keys. So but, yeah, like, mainly I'm, I'm like, anything percussive, like, percussive, like, drums, like, hand percu- percussion stuff like that how how different would you say that the two elements of music like percussion and then uh percussion you know rhythm and whatnot and like melody is um, like what's the difference i mean for me like when, when it comes to like writing and stuff mm-hmm. the difference for me is like when i'm writing a beat or like writing like just like music in general mm-hmm. since i think more from like the percussive side first i don't really think of like oh what melody is going to be catchy i think of more like how can i move to this right i think of like how the beat is going to go like how can i move to it and then like when it comes to like melodic stuff since i don't really like do too much with like guitar or bass stuff like that i'll just put, like chords and stuff over it mm-hmm. so when i think like percussive stuff yeah i think like more like how do, how would somebody move to it how would they kind of like take what I put and like enjoy it in that way where like how can you like dance to it or something like that dude I I think that I think like being like the the the, the whole thing that you have like just playing chords and like root notes in the bass and whatnot that's great because <laughs> honestly you can play just like basic chords and then just like having a great drum like having like a great drum part under it and it would be like a great song because like the rhythm is what you dance to or like just groove to and i think like so many so many like uh genres are like carried by the drums and like bass now bass is like a very like uh driver lately in pop music and like indie rock and whatever it's like so you can find like uh i don't know like uh the strokes just like playing like uh simple guitar parts and then like the bass is like having like laying down the groove and like the drums too yeah and i think that's great too and in the guitar community there's a lot of like you have to like shred you have to like play a thousand notes Mm -hmm. per minute it's like no you sometimes you kind of have to chill which is like funny because uh when i was learning how to play guitar there was like a lot of banter against like uh four chord songs and it's funny because like I, I write a lot of like and some of my favorite songs are two chord songs so it's like super repetitive but it's if this song needs it it's not a mistake that's yeah. what I think so yeah. it doesn't matter if it's simple or if it's like the most complicated thing if the song needs it that's what it goes okay yeah real quick I'm gonna do a bathroom break <laughs> alright and we're back so also I, when I was using the bathroom I was thinking um like, after you said that you actually saw me playing with Saboteur, yeah. I remember you now. Really? I, I remember, yeah. Really? Now that you said that, yeah. Because I'm used to remember a lot of things. For example, like, I remember, I remember, I think you have him, you had him in the podcast. Uh, Iggy? Was it his yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. 
I remember that I I asked him for directions to like <laughs> where okay. can I park. I remember that he was the first guy I saw. I was like, hey dude, like you know where I can park. And then I was like, I saw him at the show. He asked me like, could you find a like a place? Like like yeah. Like I remember thinking, cool, this dude is at the show too. And then he got on the stage like shit. This guy is playing. <laughs> I, was like, I just didn't know who he was. I just like came to see the show. And yeah, he was playing bass there. Yeah, Wait, that's actually my buddy that um is from Argentina. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned that on the podcast because I've I've been listening to, like uh the podcast before. And yeah, okay, yeah, I made that connection now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a very interesting dude. Very very funny. But um, yeah. Back to like how uh, I think we we were talking about like writing with like a percussive. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Like uh. But um. Yeah, like when I'm writing, like usually it's, uh, it's like stuff like h- how to like make somebody move. When it comes, like so I write a lot of different stuff. So like I'll write something where it's like very laid back, like I'm just serving the music, like whatever mm-hmm. it needs, it needs it should be like a, it could be like a basic drum beat that just that's what the song needs. And then I've also written things where it's like not as much making people move because it's like. With my first band, like it was like thrash metal, so that's mm-hmm. not like it's not dance music. No, it's not. not. not when, I'm, when I'm writing like thrash metal, I'm not really thinking about can somebody dance to this. Right. I'm more thinking about the technical side. So I'm thinking like, if I was somebody else listening to this, would I hear and and think like, oh, that's a a cool part and it fits with like the rest of the music. So, a lot of things like I'd say the, the two things that I think about when I write. If it's, um, if it's like more technical stuff, I think, is it something that somebody would think sounds cool but also fits with the other parts well? Mm-hmm. And then the other side, if it's like music where it's like it has like a groovier side or poppier side, I think more like serving the music more as a whole, and also can it make people move? I I, I hear you talk, and I feel like. Uh you're always like trying to compliment the music but like when you when you're like alone just playing around in your instrument like what do you like more like busy grooves or like just like straight grooves like i feel like four by comes, four <laughs> i feel like when it comes to uh like me just kind of like playing like by myself just like jamming mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of times it's just however i'm feeling in the moment because right. like sometimes like I'll be more energetic in the day and then I'll come home and just want to play like like dream theater stuff just like a million notes everywhere like hitting every drum and stuff like that and then some days like I'll just be like in a really relaxed mood and I'll come home and just play like a simple like like four four just like laid back like almost like lo-fi sounding type of stuff right so like it all just kind of depends on like how I'm feeling but I would say my go-to kind of style to like just play in i i love playing funk music okay so i like just playing like, <coughs> even just like a bit like a pretty basic like four four groove but just making it like feel like bouncy and like danceable do you straight up just play what you listen to or like is th- there's a difference there um that also kind of depends on, on my mood. Like, <laughs> oh, like <shit. laughs> I, I can, like, I do play what I listen to, but I'm not always listening to what I'm currently playing. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay, like, yeah. Like, if, I, if I'm, like, listening to something in my car, and I come home, <coughs> and 
can I play? I'm not necessarily going to play what I was listening to. Like, I could be listening to, like, metal and come home and just want to play, like, jazz. I, I feel you. But, like, whatever I play, like, usually after I play something, I'll want to listen to the same thing afterwards. But if I'm listening to something, I won't always necessarily want to play that afterward, after I listen to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. I, I'm pretty much the same way. Like, I can be listening to a lot of things, and, like, the moment I grab my guitar, I'm just, I want to play this one thing. I just yeah. want to play something totally different. But sometimes, too, like, what I'm listening to at the moment is what I'm playing because I'm the type of person that I get into an artist. Like, I, like when I listen to an artist, I'm listening to that one specific artist for, like, a month straight I, I, I without thing. deviation. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, something I got into... Um, like, maybe, like, a year or two ago, like, I, through both my parents, and I also went to a program called School of Rock, where they kind of teach kids a lot of different, like, genres of music, and have them also play as a group, so they get on stage experience, and experience with multiple musicians, so I learned a lot about music through there, and a lot through my parents, Mm -hmm. but I only kind of, like, knew, like, a wide variety at the surface, I never, like, really dug deep into it, so... In like the last couple of years, what I've been doing is I've been listening to an artist. I'll listen to every single song they've ever put out, and I'll listen to it not just once, but I'll listen to it until I recognize like almost every single song. If I've heard it, I, I can be like, "That's that song off of like this album." And I've been trying to do that with as many bands as I can. Okay. But um, there's there's like a few bands where like I I've dug like deeply into them. So it's just like something that like as a kid, like, I've really been into, like, Linkin Park, like, I've loved them since I was younger, so, like, yeah. I didn't really have to dig into them, so I already, like, knew all their stuff, and, like, other bands are, like, just like that, where, like, I really like that specific band, but then there's other things where it's, like, oh, I know this band, but I know, like, two songs by them, and, like, right. I say I'm a fan, but, like, I can only name, like, two songs, so yeah. I would go back and listen to, like, all their music, and, uh, I was, I'm, Right now, I'm actually doing that with the, cho- with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right. Like, I knew, I, like, with them, like, I knew more than two songs. I knew I knew all of Californication and just, like, a few of their other hits on their other albums. Right. But, like, I definitely didn't know more than I knew. Okay. So what I did, I went back and I listened through all of their albums. And it made me realize, like, like how much of, like, the music from artists I actually like, I just didn't know. I... I feel like I'm almost the same. The only difference is, like, you ever get, like, you ever, like, fall in love with one song and, like, you yeah. just can't just can't get it out of your head? It, a lot of times, like, if I find, usually when that happens, I'll find the song before I find the artist. Right. But sometimes I'll find the artist and then, like, be, like, searching through it and then that one song and I'm, like, I have to listen to that one yeah. again and again and again. I love that feeling of, like, I, I just discovered a new song and this is the best song ever yeah. and I can get it out of my head. So, like, I don't do that that much, like, listening through a whole discography of, like, an artist. Mm-hmm. I just rather, like, just chew at it little by little. And maybe an album, maybe two, but not the whole thing at once like that's kind of crazy to me yeah, the yeah i cannot do that what first got me to like really start doing that was um like like around like two years ago one of my friends was showing me this band called q 
king gizzard and the lizard wizard do you know them <laughs> yeah i know them and like they yeah they put out like four or five albums a year right and they've been around for like i don't know like 10 15 years something yeah. like that but they just recently just got a little bigger right yeah but they've they've like in the last like year or two they've been like really like gaining yeah. a lot of traction like they ha- they have a very big cult following yeah but they haven't really like blown up and like this year they're really starting to like blow up yeah so yeah but like i was my buddy was trying to get me into them and i knew like like a couple songs but like i haven't dug into them yet and my buddy was like like you gotta really get into them they have so many good songs and he would like show me a song and i was like that song is really cool like what album is it off of and he was like it's this album and i'm like okay i'll listen to that album and then it happened and like every song he was showing me was off a different album and he's i was like how long have they been around he's like 10 years i'm like you show me 20 different albums like <laughs> how like, does that like, make like, any what, sense what, what do you mean <laughs> but um yeah so i was like you know what i want to learn all of their music so i went and went from the first album and listened to all of their albums which took a long time so i right. think but they've been around like yeah like 10 15 years and i think they have like a total of like 60 albums god or f- 50 albums <laughs> that is but crazy so they're not they're not all like studio albums some of them are like live albums it still but is th- like a big amount <laughs> yeah yeah uh but like i would say like um they probably have the same amount of studio albums as they have live albums like if they have 60 regular albums they have like 30 studio albums that's still a lot to have in like 10 15 years that is crazy that that one band is always being kind of funny to me funny that you say you mentioned that man because like a month ago i was like totally in love with one of their songs i was like i couldn't get it out of my head but the thing about their music is like it's sometimes it's microtonal music Oh, and yeah. that is a whole different beast. Yeah. Like that's a whole different thing. Yeah. <laughs> like uh like do you know a lot of their stuff or just like like a little bit here and there? Nah, surface level things. Okay, so if you know surface level, you, you may have heard it a little bit, but I would say like most of their albums sound completely different. Right. Yeah. Like they all have the same kind of theme to it. Like, like they're using the same effects and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. like writing wise, it's completely different. But they'll have like one album that is like very jazzy, one album that is like almost hip hop sounding, one album that's like like very like progressive sounding. They have like a metal album, they have like a, like a hip hop funky album. Like they have like they mess around with a lot of stuff like that. So when I was listening to them, that caught me so off guard. So like their first like two three albums were like kind of similar. And like their like fourth album was like a concept album about like cowboys. It was, <laughs> that like, very, is crazy. It, was, it was like very western themed and stuff like that. And I was like, "What is this?" And it was so different. And I was like, "I love this." And it became like my favorite album. And my buddy was like, "Like really? You like the cowboy album? Like the cowboy western album? Like you're not even ready for the next eighteen albums?" <laughs> so like, I started digging in. It's like yeah, like there's so many like different like genres that they explore and there's like it's so funny because there's there's a few albums it's like they got into microtonal stuff and Mm -hmm. every song it's like microtonal sounds like middle eastern type of stuff yes and then like the album after that is like completely different it's like metal and then they have like another concept album where it's like like almost like uh electronic sounding Mm -hmm. 
and then um you know they're, they're all over the place and it's i think it's just so funny there's one album where I, I think it's so funny like i've never thought about this before but like um with one of their albums they use the same like like a uh, guitar riff in like every single song no way they just structure it differently and have a different drum beat over it that is that is actually pretty cool how do you feel about like do you think that's straight up cool would you try it like being in a band like that explores like so many different genres of music like i i would love to be in a band that does that because like me personally i i'm like a music sponge i just i like to soak in as much music as i possibly can and i like such a wide variety of music i i feel like if i'm in a band like i would love to have like one main band that could kind of like be like my job like make money mm -hmm. but then i want to have a band where like i could really enjoy music as a whole i feel you and i don't want to be stuck just playing one genre with one band like i want to be able to play all the genres that i like i feel you i um uh not the same way i, I feel like uh projects kind of have their identity and it's not like not to say that you can't change mm. but the way i would do it it was just like have a thousand projects <laughs> like just have yeah. a thousand bands yeah. and like have them all sound different yeah. that would be my approach that, that was one of my goals because like since I, i'm a really big like dream theater fan i always felt like mike Poulton and like the like the rest of them like they have like a lot of side projects that are all different genres like there's like a very classic rock sounding one there's like progressive metal there's like a more like jazzy more poppy stuff yeah it's kind of all over the place and like i, I had that same like kind of mindset where i was like i want 16 bands and like 16 different genres yeah but then you have like phil anselmo that he is in 17 panteras you know what i'm yeah. you know what i'm talking about it's just like yeah 17 iterations of <laughs> the yeah. same band yeah they're not the same but you know what i'm you know like, what i'm trying to say like sound wise it's like same kind of genre same yeah overall sound yeah yeah i like, feel like that is kind of that has to be detrimental to the soul dude <laughs> just to put it some ways like you're doing the same type of music you don't ever get bored and if he doesn't get bored I mean, more power to him. I love Pantera. I love his vocals. Yeah. But it's just like, damn, dude, you could have kept it like more, like uh, centralized or like just a fewer bands. So like, I don't have to go to so many places to listen to your music. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but he could have put it all under like one name and like, yeah, and just it rock would, with it. it. Worked. <laughs> yeah, it would have worked. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, um, I do have a little side project. It's called Mouth of Kala. It's it's like mainly like a metal project, but mm -hmm. I do want to explore other genres with it. Like, I would I'm totally fine like if I release like one album that's like one genre, and then like the next album or like song or a couple songs could be like reggae, like completely different. Like right. I, I would me personally, I'd be fine doing that. But then one thing that kind of would become a little tough is that like. If you're all over the place at the start, I feel like it's hard to find an identity as a band mm -hmm. if you're all over the place. Because if like somebody's like, "Oh, I I like this band," and somebody's like, "Oh, like what are, what are they? What like what kind of band are they?" And you just be like, "I don't know." Because mm. like if you're, if you're all over the place, like you could be like, "It's reggae, it's rock, it's metal, it's like hip hop." You can't really put a finger on it. So like I feel like if I'm to do that, I'll have to like start off with like a few like thing like releases or whatever that are like 
kind of similar, and then slowly start diving into one thing, and then, like, once it's, like, kind of structured, and, like, I kind of know, like, how to do it, then I'll be like, okay, like, I'll do, like, reggae, jazz, pop, like, rock, metal, stuff like that, but, like, if I can, I would like to do it all as one band. And how but do you it's, feel? It's a process. How do you do? You, do you like? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I like. Uh, I would say I like like two main genres that are like polar opposites of each other. But he likes everything, and he likes things that are polar opposites. Um, but he likes all the in between stuff too. And I'm more like I like folk music, and mm-hmm. then I also like pop punk and like punk music. And there's like really no in between that. Like those are my two really? genres I listen to. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, you'll show me a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, most times you don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like I like my genres. So um, yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> um, what you said that you kind of mentioned how like when you like something you're like listening to it all the time what are you listening to right now uh right now uh oh dude i discovered the best genre of music of the world it's not but <laughs> it's in my head right now it is and it's japanese jazz fusion Ooh, that is so cool i, I know i know <laughs> like like one band but i don't know the name because it's in japanese <laughs> okay I I know uh like a couple of years ago like uh Japanese pop started like uh, uh 80s pop it started like becoming big and that became like a gateway for a lot of people into jazz. Japanese jazz is like so different from like American jazz. It's a lot more inviting if you're like if you don't mind the like language barrier. It's just like mm-hmm. super easy to listen to. And it's still jazz. And uh dude, I I'm into this band called uh, Cassiopeia, uh, I know them. they are crazy. Like I was thinking, cause like, you know, it's a weird, I'm just gonna like, uh, go on a weird segue, but like, do you like Polyphia? Yeah. Polyphia, I don't know how I feel about them. And then you go online and you'll be like, everybody who doesn't like Polyphia is because they're jealous that they can't play like Tim. And it's like, I was like thinking like, huh, am I jealous? Like, instead of like defending my point of view, just like, Am I jealous? <laughs> and then I turn into Cassiopeia, which is like the guitar player. I can't say his name because I don't remember it. But like he's such a like a good guitar player, like a virtuoso. And it's like, yeah, I just don't like the music. It's not it's not the fact that he can play better than me. <laughs> it's just like their music is just so great. And it's like sometimes it's a band, sometimes it's like orchestral, sometimes it's like it can be so many different things. They have mm-hmm. a million albums. And then then there's this o- other artist. His name is uh, Masayoshi Takanaka. And this guy, dude, he has a guitar carved into a surfboard. Really? This guy is the coolest guy. Like, he conned the term cool. Like, I don't know where he gets his ideas. But he's he has, like, an album. It's a, it's a uh, concept album based on a children's book called really? The Rainbow, uh, Rainbow Goblins. And it's such a funny, but it's, like, super great guitar work. It's just like a children's book. It's like super interesting. There's, yeah. There's another band that has like a concept album off of the same book. There's really? The band uh, Primus. Do you know that band? Dude, Primus. Yeah, I, I like Primus. I can't say I 
like I'm the biggest fan, but like I just like Playpool. I actually got into Primus because I got first into I don't know if you know the project he has with uh Sean Lennon. Yeah, that the, 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 yeah. the delirium. Yeah. I listened to their first album and it was great. So good. It's so fucking good. And then I always like into Primus. I didn't know that that that, that Les Claypool was the guy that sang the intro song for South Park. And I was like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Who is this yeah. guy? And he has a band that is great. And Primus is such a funny band because, like, uh, they make a lot of funny music. But, like, if you dive into it, it's, like, hard to play music. It's not, it's not easy yeah. music. Something, like, when I, when I get, like, deeper in, like, Primus music, something that I find that's, like, kind of funny is that, like, a lot of the music, it's hard to play, but it's, like, the same thing over and over again, right? Like, mm-hmm. a song, like, with, like, one really hard bass riff, but yeah. it's that bass riff for the entire song. That's a lot of prog rock, actually. Yeah. Like, if you dive into it, like, a lot of prog rock is like, into, like, repetition, but it's, like, difficult repetition. Yeah. And uh, I was gonna... I forgot. I was gonna say something about Primus. I totally forgot. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I was going to say that Primus also, like, on the same note of, like, difficult music that's funny to listen to is, like, Frank Zappa. Frank oh, Zappa yeah. is just, like, su- like cracking jokes in the songs. But, like, if you were one of his players, you would be, like, sweating your ass off because, like, super hard music to play to. Yeah. And he's just, like, joking about, like, uh, <laughs> like uh, the one song, like, Watch Where the Huskies Go and Don't You Eat the Yellow Snow. It's, like, it's a funny line. <laughs> But then his music is so difficult to play. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, do you know the guitar player Joe Satriani? Yes. Yeah. So I remember a long time ago. I, th- I think he auditioned to, to be in Zappa. Steve Vai was in Zappa, right? Oh, was it Steve Vai? Was Steve, Steve Vai was in Zappa. Like okay, he was in so his it band. It was him. It was it was him, not not Satriani. It was Steve Vai. There's a video of him talking about the audition process. And I think I know what you're talking about. And. It, He's like, okay, like, can you play this? It's it's in like thirteen eight, and he's like, okay, no problem. Plays it, and he's like, okay, now play it in the feel of reggae, and he's like, mm-hmm. that's that's weird, but okay, and he does it, and he's like, okay, now play it in the feel of reggae, but do it backwards, and he's like, he's <laughs> like, I, okay, and he, he like, kind of does it. And he's like, okay, now add this note. And he's like, that's not physically possible. And he's like, okay, then you, I'll get another guitar player to do it. <laughs> yeah, if Sapa was a but funny then, like, dude. A- afterwards, he's like, you're in the band. <laughs> yeah, Sapa was a funny dude. It was just like so funny because like a guy who was like in making music in the sixties and seventies, like he wouldn't do drugs. It's like straight edge dude. And like to make the music that he made without doing drugs, it's like is that possible? Like, <laughs> I yeah. think I, I think of Sapa as a genius. That's yeah. the way I think about it. He he was definitely like a musical genius. Like, yeah, I think I watched like an like a not an interview. It's like a, a documentary about him, mm-hmm. and a lot of music that he grew up with was like carnival music. And so the dude like, is super that, intelligent that's, too. That's like a big inspiration for like why his music is very weird because mm-hmm. it's like a more like a less classical style version of like carnival music. It's like carnival music with like guitar, like keys, like trumpets, drums things like that and that just it's weird but it, it works because he just knows how to execute it do you guys have like uh uh what's it called uh guilty pleasures oh yeah <laughs> like stuff like uh yeah i'm only listening to this when i'm in the car or when i'm taking a shower <laughs> okay air them out <laughs> just like what's up what what are they 
Oh, my guilty pleasure? Oh, boy. I don't... Put it out there for the world. I gotta think. You, you go first. Um, um, I feel like, for me, guilty pleasures, like, for me personally, it's not really guilty. It's just, like, a lot of my <laughs> friends would, like, kind of, like, make fun of me for listening to stuff yeah. like this. But, like, I'm a huge fan of, like, Katy Perry, like, Billie Eilish. Dude. Like, like a lot of, like, like pop, pop stuff, like, I really like. Like, Bruno Mars, I love Bruno Mars. Like, things like that. Um, there's one band that, it, it's not a, not a guilty pleasure, but, like, I want to say, but I also don't want to say that I genuinely enjoy them. There's this one weird band, you know the band, because you hate them, called, it's called Goat and Your Mom. Goat. They, they have, they have one song, and it's called Quack Like a Duck. Oh, oh my god. And it's awful, but I love it because it's awful. And it's such a big, like, like joke, like, they're, like, a very southern, like, weird, like, rock band. All the music, very poorly executed, but it's just so funny how they're being serious about it. Oh, okay. That's always great. <laughs> I don't know my music guilty pleasures. I don't have any music that I'm, like, ashamed I listen to, but, like... I love, like, very 2000s. I still listen to, like, Hannah Montana songs. (laughs) Like, One Direction. I've I've been a Directioner since One Direction came out, and I will always be a Directioner no matter what. One one guilty pleasure that, like, I could actually feel a little bit guilty for liking (laughs) it because it's made by a person that's an absolute awful human being. Okay. But the music he makes was actually pretty good. So, do you know Charles Manson? Charles Manson. Yes. He was like a cult leader who like ended up like Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm like I'm I'm thinking of of this guy. Marilyn Manson? Marilyn Manson. No, no, the, the the guy from the murders thing, right? Yeah, that's 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 Charles Manson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like the cult leader he, who like murder ended up like he didn't actually do it, but he like did, he, he, he told people he like, coerced people like, into do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I watch I watch Tarantino, bro. You don't have to tell <laughs> me about it. <laughs> yeah, like, he released like a bunch of albums, and I genuinely enjoy his album. What kind of music? It's like acoustic. Like, he, like, like he's playing acoustic and he sings, dude. But like he wrote poetry, and the poetry and the music they wrote was actually really beautiful music. But he he's an absolute. Awful human being. But do you hear? Because I listened to not. I don't know if it's an album, but it was like a studio session. I don't know if you heard about it. And he was like playing songs and like doing commentary in between. And it was like you can see how this guy is a cult leader. Because like, yeah. Even though he's crazy, like he he, he was a charming guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, I can see this guy having a following. And like one thing that I thought was crazy listening to his music was like. It's like a weird thought, like, how can something this, like, beautiful come out of somebody's, like, such, like, messed up evil mind? Because you would think, like, music would be, like, I feel like a lot of people, music is their, like, escape into their, like, internal thoughts. So you'd think that a lot of his internal thoughts would come out, his crazy thoughts would come out in the music. I, I like, uh, I don't have guilty pleasures. I just have things that I know if I play them in a party, the party's dying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a lot of those. Uh, 
one of my favorite albums talking about like people who have stuff in the inside and just putting it out yeah i don't know if you now that you're like into the chili peppers john frashant the guitar player has an, an extensive like solo work and his first two albums his first album was when he quitted the band in like 1992 something like that and he was like falling into like heroin problems and, and whatnot and it's a dark dark album it's like a recorded like in his living room the guitar is not in tune it's like in some of the work he recorded it like while high on heroin it's horrible but like if you see it with that lens of like somebody who is going through like a hard time is like is some of the most beautiful music i've ever heard mm-hmm. and is is awesome i like that one album because it's like <laughs> a lot of his singing is just like literally screaming and you think somebody just like stab him in the side <laughs> but to me it sounds great but yeah i have a lot of those stuff is like mm-hmm. when people i don't know if they are trying to fuck it up like and make bad music but i'm enjoying it for some reason so i'm just i'm just going with it yeah i'm a- i know there's uh there's one like i wouldn't call him a rapper but like i wouldn't call him hip-hop but like he is kind of like a rapper like hip-hop artist Who's that um his name is he goes under the name viper oh that dude (laughs) his music is awful but it's hilarious to listen to is this the one you sent me no that that's something else that's somebody else is it but but um, is it for real though i the thing is like i don't know i don't know (laughs) me too like like, i don't know if he's like 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 the topics he talks about like the way it looks like it looks like he's just like a crackhead that just is releasing music yeah but like i don't know if it's a joke or serious that's what i can't crack him i can't like think it's like is this satire like why is he doing this and it's like it's so bad but uh, some things also like get are like good bad yeah to the point like it's enjoyable to like even if you're just laughing at it it was just like how how did this person just come up with this thing i think it's just regardless it's interesting um uh do you ever listen to this guy, Daniel Johnston? I know the name. Daniel Johnston. He became kind of like a, like a, a, a cult. Um, like he has a cult following because of the one festival that Kurt Cobain was wearing, like a shirt with his album logo in it. And this is the one dude that was like he was always writing songs and whatnot. And apparently, at one show, somebody gave him like drugs, like LSD, acid, or. I don't know something and he had like a predisposition of like some mental illness and like he became like totally not I'm not going to say crazy but like he was mentally unstable and like all of his mu- all of his music is like super weird but it's like is somebody that's going through something and it's called uh people actually made a name for that is uh outsider music outsider music is like everything that's like made by people that are either not musicians or like uh or like they didn't make it with the intention of like sharing it with people or something like mm-hmm. that so like viper kind of falls into that but like some people don't know if it's trolling or not but like that guy which are like has like had he passed away i think like a lot of mental issues also fa- fall into that and there's a, this one band that's like full of girls that his dad <laughs> apparently like went to like a shrink or something he, he went somewhere and they told him like oh you like to read his future and like oh you're gonna be the dad of like one famous band and like you're like oh word and like bought them instruments they couldn't play like make them record music as people that can't play music and it's super 
weird. I forgot the name of the band, but I, I know the name of one of their songs. It's like super weird music, but I think it's super interesting. Cause like I know there's, there's one band like that called The Shags. The sh- is, is, is that the band? And um, they, they were like an old, old band. Like Was it like old ladies? Like old women. It was three ladies. I don't know how old they were, though. No, 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 not old ladies, uh, all ladies. Oh, all ladies, yeah. Yeah, I think I think we're talking about the same group. Yeah, and like, yeah, like, the, like I guess like the parents just bought them instruments and didn't teach them how to play, and like their song name is like "Philosophy of the World." Is um, it like uh, my 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 pal foot foot? Yeah, my that's pal, the song that I'm thinking yeah, about. It's yeah, a, it's a drum solo, my <laughs> yeah. pal foot foot, and it's it's so bad. It's so bad, dude. But something that I think is actually really interesting is. They, they were putting out music and had no clue how to really play the instrument. Okay. But then over time, they eventually started learning. So then, it w- like, every album, you would actually hear their progression, like, really fast. Right, right. Because, like, with a lot of music, like, a lot of music, like, when they released albums, they already know how to play their instrument. Yeah. But you hear, the, the, like, the progression of, like, their influences, like, how they're writing music, you don't really hear the progression of them actually learning the instrument. So I thought that was like a really cool aspect of that, where it's like, as they're recording albums, you actually hear them getting better at playing guitar because yeah. it's all not good, but you can hear it getting slightly better and slightly better as it goes on. Yeah, I think that's just super interesting. And uh, are they playing? I, I thought they were like, did like a reunion thing or like they kind of like I, I don't know. I haven't like really like uh, looked them up like recently. I would I would want to go see them if if they're if they're playing around now. But you know what's funny though, like the internet will make you famous if they like your stuff. For example, yeah. like or if they like your story, not not even your stuff, your story, like uh, uh, them. And there's this other band which is a legit band, and they put out a record or an EP and stopped playing music for twenty years, and then because of the internet they came back, which is the band Panchico. Which like they were like a couple of high school kids recorded like a, a record. Somebody got it in a thrift store, and put it online like in 4chan, and people were like, ah, this band doesn't exist. This is a hoax. This is like a, uh, the uh the the person who's po- posting this is just like trying to promote their own music. It was but no, it was legit high school kids from like the 90s or like early 2000s and like put this record and never did anything, and then he got big online and like. 20 years after now they're playing shows and like going to festivals and i think that's just interesting like mm-hmm. how you can just like put something out there and it can can come back at you like 20 years after i think that's i think that's something that's cool with the internet and all those bands like they probably you probably go to like the shags online and like go to like the youtube videos and probably have millions and it's not traditionally "Quote unquote good music," you yeah. know what I'm saying, and yeah. people just like it because they like the concept of it. Yeah, there's, there's another band that kind of had like that same thing happen, where like they made music and just like stopped, and then like all of a sudden out of nowhere, like people just started picking up, and it was um, it was some like rock band that was from Florida. They never really did too much. They released like one album, maybe two albums, and then they're like, "This isn't working out," so then they they quit. And then years later, somebody was posting like, like, oh, who is this band? Like, I used to love them, and they're like blowing up in this area again. But it wasn't in Florida; it was in Germany. And apparently, in Germany, they like blew up, 
and they just didn't know. That sounds familiar. I can't. I, do you know the name of the band? I I don't know the name of the band. I I can't remember. But they, there was like a, I think they made like a movie out of it. But I I can't remember the name of the band though. That but they familiar. actually ended up getting back together and like touring right. in Germany. I don't know. I think I I love some of like the music backstories. Like I I used yeah. to like. Uh, watch this MTV show. What is it? Behind the music or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah. And it was like, <coughs> just like uh, mini documentaries about bands and musicians and whatnot. I I just feel like it's super interesting. Do you think if you brought some of the uh, music that you're playing here back to the Dominican Dominican Republic, it would take off? Uh. Now, yes, there's a better chance. It's like uh, now a lot of people are just like supporting each other and like uh, independent musicians. Just like I know that if I reach out to some people, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, play," because like they want people to play music. They want those like new musicians that are like mm -hmm. doing things that other people are not doing. So like, yeah, I think it's, there's mm -hmm. a better chance now. Yeah. yeah, and but I think I will have to like write more in Spanish because I write in English and Spanish, but like English because of the nature of the language is easier to write mm. music because like a lot of uh, words in English are, are just like monosyllables so like you can fit a lot of ideas into one sentence mm -hmm. versus like Spanish you like have to word it out and it's <laughs> a little bit more difficult and challenging but I do it from time to time yeah writing in Spanish is fun That's yeah cool. do you feel like if you're writing in Spanish or English do you feel like in one or the other, it's easier or harder to get the point across from like what you're trying to like say. I think you, not that you can get a point across or not. It's just that you can get away with more in English. Like for example, like if you think of, let's think about Nirvana, right? Their big, their biggest song, like "Smell Like Teen Spirit," and it's like, uh, what's the chorus? Like, uh, uh. Talking about a mulatto, an albino, a mosquito, my libido. Like, you can't get away with it. Like, people in the Spanish will be like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you have to actually, like, make sense yeah. and, like, not kind of, like, people, I don't feel like people really like to not understand what they're listening mm -hmm. to. <laughs> I like to not understand what I'm listening to yeah. and interpret, but that, that's not everybody. Yeah. I feel like also a big part of that is also, like, uh, the different slang from one language to another language mm -hmm. allows different interpretations of certain, even like like one word that means something else could have a different interpretation because yes. it's also slang yeah. for something else. Like um, there's this one comedian I know, his name is Bert Kreischer. He actually just put out like a movie, like I think like... Oh, you're talking about The Machine. Yeah, The Machine. Uh -huh. I think that came out like today or something like that. But um... He was, I, I was listening to him talk about it on, on a podcast, and he was saying that, like, over, like, there was, like, Russian actors mm -hmm. in his movie, and, like, over in Russia, there's not that much slang, so I guess, like, since, like, Russia, like, back when it was, like, the USSR, they didn't really allow slang because, like, in a communist country, like, he said that, like, people want their words to mean exactly what they're saying, they don't want it to be, like, slang or anything like that, so... When the Russian actors came over, like it's still kind of like that. They don't really have much slang over there, mm -hmm. so I guess there really hasn't been much time for it to really fully develop. Right. So, when they came onto the movie and it was called the Machine, like over in Russia, th the exact translation of that is like um, means like the car. <laughs> so they're they're like, 
what is this movie have to do about the car? <laughs> That's and funny. They, they didn't understand that, like, the machine could be, like, slang for, like, like he is... Like, like a crazy person. Like, like a crazy person, like a machine. They're like, why are you saying you're a car? <laughs> That's funny. And it's, it, yeah, it's, like, really funny like that. So it's, like, of the different, like, uh, language barriers, like, sometimes have, like, different levels of, like, understanding what you're trying to say. Yeah, I, I, what I was trying to say is that in Spanish, people, like, kind of want to have sentences make sense and, like, mm-hmm. talk about some Songs actually are talking about something. They, like, songs are talking about something instead of, like, being, like, uh, you know how you always listen to the, those artists, like, saying stuff like, oh, my lyrics don't mean anything. They're up to interpretation mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's, like, yeah, nah, dude, you can't <laughs> get away with that. It's not that freeing over there you like you kind of have to make sense yeah. not that you gotta tell people what you're talking about mm-hmm. but at least like your words your words and ideas have to connect but they're not just like random words that yeah just, right that just right. like kind of fit in the time like you ever heard <laughs> i love the chili peppers dude and you ever heard like around the world yes yeah, that's one where uh in the one it's like ding dong dong ding dong that's dong, exactly dong, what i'm dong, talking dong, about yeah and i like the concept i don't know if you know why they decided to do that is because anthony kiedis the singer he's like he does that kind of stuff when he doesn't know the words so like before he finds what the words are he kind of writes the melody of the song but and just then, puts sounds fills it in with the yeah words yeah afterwards. he's just like throwing sounds at I th- you. I think I heard that in an interview yeah. somewhere. And apparently, like, Flea's daughter, like, really liked the dings and dongs. And they were like, okay, we're going to leave it in for, like, a little, like, that's an Easter egg. I think it's cool. But, like, when you're listening to it for the first time, it's like, what is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, if you go to, like, look at, like, lyrics, like, people are probably, like, expecting, like, maybe it's just, like, a word that I just don't know correctly <laughs> and you look it up it's literally like ding ding dong dong <laughs> dong dang like it's I, I think it's super funny yeah. i like weird shit like that so when you're writing lyrics are you writing to more tell a story or is it more just like to emulate the music you like listening to uh no n- neither i just run with ideas whenever like i i am playing guitar i start saying sentences like mm-hmm. for example i start saying stuff that could be in a song and whenever i find something that kind of fits i kind of run with that idea for example like if i'm writing something about for example like um i can give you a lyric right now i have this one song and the first line is uh the tide right the tide rises up and it's been pulled by the moon so i was like okay that i just got that out of the blue and then it was like okay the moon does pull the tide, you know? <laughs> it's because, so it's like, let me go into scientific shit. And then I went like, the next line was, an eclipse is, is nothing but a shadow. So it's like, just giving it like a, kind of like explaining how f- natural phenomenons work, I guess. <laughs> but I just thought like, I went with that first thing and just try to chase the general idea. So that's how I okay. write. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I do. I just throw sentences into the world and then, when I catch one, it's like, uh-huh, this one fits perfectly. And what is this one about? About bread. Okay, we're talking about bread. <laughs> yeah. So you have a lot of um, songs in the making, it seems like. I, I'm always having 
something in the making mm. i'm super bad at finishing stuff <laughs> i am i suck at finishing stuff uh i remember i i'm always chasing the feeling that i had one day it was like i remember that i was at work and something just like it was like a movie like you always hear like about like if you watch like uh music content and whatnot like oh i just got inspiration and like i have to write this thing right now so i i, I said at work that i was feeling bad and i went <laughs> i went home and just wrote a song that's only happened to me one time uh-huh. and it's like i feel like i do that a lot but not to completion like mm-hmm. okay i like i want to feel like i i I wrote this part, but I don't know how to continue. So let me put it in my vault, and then I, I do the it just sits there. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I do the exact same thing. Like I'll just like kind of be like, I have to write something, and I have to write it right now. And then I'll start doing it. And I'll get like halfway. I'll get like the first verse and chorus, and I'll be like, I hit like a wall, and I'm like, I'll, I'll save it, and I'll get back to it, and I just don't get back to it, and it's like. 30 songs in it's like i have like 30 half songs done yeah i have a lot of half songs mm-hmm. that's mostly what i have and then i have songs that i that are kind of kind of finished but then i'm just like yeah this song is missing a bridge you know what i'm saying and then yeah. i can't figure out the bridge for like a month mm-hmm. i have a song dude i have a one song that i it's constantly in my mind that i wrote when i was like probably 21 like four years ago and I haven't moved from the first verse. And I keep revisiting it, and I just don't know how to tackle it. And, well, you know, eventually it'll happen. <laughs> That's the way I put it. So do you have any, you want to talk us through maybe future goals or what's coming up for you in the future? Yes, I want, my goal is to have a band. That's what I want to do. I, I, I'm a band kind of musician. Even though I write stuff on my own, I think it's just like the most enjoyable iteration of music is just like having four five guys behind you and you're you're like all putting like uh like your bodies together for just one thing mm-hmm. so like yeah i just want to make a band and then i'll just do stuff on the side yeah mm-hmm. that's pretty much my goal yeah. how would you say like uh me trying to like come here and make a band like how would what would you say like is important stuff like in the process of like making yeah a band? making a band i feel like before just jumping into it, just get to know a lot of people mm-hmm. and kind of like get to like kind of figure out like who likes what stuff, who plays in like what styles and stuff like that. And then one thing that I've done with so many people is just ask to jam. Okay. Because if you just meet somebody and you're like, oh, like we might like some of the same stuff, some different stuff, you just like be like, hey, you want to just get together and jam like pick like two three songs to jam with and then maybe just like improvise for like a little bit yeah and then if you do that and it doesn't work out it's like okay like that was fun but it's like it can't hurt to just have fun yeah if it doesn't turn into something else then it's like you can do that with as many people as you want and eventually like it'll click and then it'll be like okay like now you two can find like a third person or if two people you can get two people together like at the same time it's like okay like we all click together then you could kind of start a band that way yeah, I, I, I feel you. I am, uh, once again, I have my one friend. I don't have at all, like, musician friends. <laughs> None of my friends play music instead. Yeah, uh, just w- this one guy. And, uh, but that's, like, kind of, like, my fear. It's, like, 
how once I decide like I'm gonna do this thing, how much time I'm gonna put into finding the people? Because mm. I think that that's the most important part. It's just like finding who I'm doing this thing with, and then you have like it doesn't work out. <coughs> gotta find some other guy, and you you have that guy and he's playing in your band. And you think you have a pretty solid band and then this guy's like nah dude i'm not feeling it and like what you waited this long to tell me that you weren't feeling it what are you talking about so it's like those are kind of my fears with like kind of jumping into it there's actually um an app that works really well for finding musicians it's an app called the vamper okay um like you know how how tinder works yeah like, i know, I know the mechanics right. yeah it's literally that exact like mechanics swiping left and right but for musicians you want to jam with right and that's actually how i found my current band really yeah really that's interesting. How m- do you have like a lot of musicians around here? Like, there's a good amount of musicians okay. in Lehigh Valley. The music scene, like, um, the music scene is, I feel like it's very connected, but very connected within like different parts. Like, there's like, it's very connected with like acoustic people, like people like playing oh, like, okay. like acoustic stuff. Then it's very connected with like people in like full bands. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, very connected with people that, like, run studios and stuff like okay. that. So it's, like, you kind of have to, like, kind of, like, figure out, like, who to connect with, who to, like, talk to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like, there'll be people, like, who are, like, mainly, like, they know everybody in, like, the, like, band kind of group. But they're also, like, well connected with, like, the acoustic group. Or, like, somebody in the acoustic group will, like, kind of know a lot of people that are, like, that run studios and stuff like that. Okay. So, like, just talking to a lot of people and like getting to know a lot of people will definitely be a big help when it comes to doing stuff like that yeah like afterwards like i can show you the app and it, it was a big help for me okay yeah you can show me that and yeah my goal is just like it's just like make music i i think i don't know if you know who this guy is it's a japanese producer uh his name is no jabez he's like a hip-hop producer and i'm not really super big into hip-hop but like i He's, like, one of my top ten artists. Uh, and, like, it's so interesting because, like, that guy, everything he did was, like, to make something musical. Like, he didn't do anything. Like, he didn't have a job. Like, he, he needed income. He opened up, like, a, a vinyl store. Like he And, like, he was using his store to, like, pull samples. So, like, it still was, like, making music with his job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, meeting new people. So, it's, like, I've always felt, like, that is the goal like everything you do you wake up in the morning you have breakfast not because you have to fill up your stomach just because you have to make music later you can't be hungry at rehearsal you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. so it that's 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 the goal that's the life yeah. well that's exciting i am excited to hear your music sometime yeah sure Maybe yeah i'll have to jam with him yeah, I, if you have music, like, and you don't have, like, any kind of like, drum beats and stuff, I could definitely, like, write you some stuff to go along with it. No, after this, I can show you a couple of things that I've done. I don't have a lot. I have, in my laptop, I have all of them, but I don't carry a lot of music in my phone. Uh, but, yeah, I can show you a couple of things, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, sweet. Thank you for hopping on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been great. You ready to wrap it up? Yep. All right. See you, everybody. <laughs> you feel like it.